Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this great day, for this time together. Thank you that the anointing is on your word. Lord, I receive the anointing to bring this word. Lord, your kingdom is where it's all at. That's what Jesus came to preach was the kingdom. And so, Father, we just draw revelation out of this word as we're bringing the word today to see our lives enhanced and to see us become more and more aware of how you think and how you operate. We give you glory and honor and praise this day in the name of Jesus. Amen. So today, as we're finishing up our series on the kingdom, um, <clears throat> I want to look at a, a, a few different things, maybe, maybe a couple of different things than what we've seen in the last few weeks. I want to read uh, some of our familiar foundational scriptures that we talked about, but then I want to talk about uh, a couple of things that I feel like will bring a great conclusion to this kingdom message. Um, <clears throat> as I've said over the weeks, um, my definition, a couple of definitions of the kingdom of God. First one is, is the realm in which God is in dominion and his will is fulfilled. The other is God's way of thinking and doing. Very simple, but very truly profound. <clears throat> God's kingdom, his domain, where he rules and reigns, you do everything the way he says, the way he thinks, and, and you operate in life the way he operates. When Jesus was on the planet, that's what he said. I only do those things that I hear and I see from my Father. Well, if Jesus, the head of the church, only did what Father said, who would we be doing anything other than what Father said? So we have to learn what that looks like and how to operate in, in that on a daily basis. So I want to look at Luke chapter 12 and starting with verse 29. This has been, been a pretty solid foundational scripture that we've used talking about the kingdom of God. And there's a number of points that I just want to reiterate that we've talked about in the last few weeks that I feel are vital for our lives. I'm, I'm here today to encourage you that God's kingdom is attainable. It's actually what we're supposed to be living in in this life now here on this earth. So in Luke 12, and starting with verse 29, it says, And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. I'm going to read that again. Do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all of these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you have need of these things. What things is he talking about? The things you eat, you drink, the things you put on, the things that, that try to cause stress and anxiety to rule in your life, trying to over, cause you to, to be overcome with pressure in life. All of those things in life, God already knows that you and I have need of those. And as we're going to read, it's his great desire to, sh to make sure that we have those. But as he says in the next verse, he says, but seek the kingdom of God. And, and in Matthew's account, it says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. He said, do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
to give you his way of thinking and operating. He wants us to have that. He wants us living and operating in that because in the midst of chaos in this world, when you're thinking like God, you're acting like God, you're operating like God, you can overcome anything that you face because he's empowered us to overcome. He's given it to us. His kingdom is available. We have to receive it by changing the way we think. You cannot think of the way the world thinks and operate in the kingdom of God. You just can't. The one really good thing, and I've pointed this out time and time again over the last few weeks, the one really great thing that he says in this passage is that the things that we have need of in our life, those things we have need of, he knows we have need of them. He, it's his good pleasure to make sure that we get everything that we need in this life and it's without anxiety, without pressure, without fretfulness, without worry. You know, so many people in life think that that's part of the way you have to live is being stressed out, being anxious, being worried, being fretful about everything that's going on. And we don't have to be that way. But you say, well, you know, Pastor, I don't know how, how you know, to, to operate in that. You seek his kingdom first. We're going to talk here in just a, a few minutes about how to seek that kingdom. But you seek his kingdom first. And then all the things that you thought you had to work real hard and be stressed out over trying to acquire, he'll make sure you get those things and no anxiety. Man, I don't know about you, but that is some real encouragement. And that for me is a win-win. I seek the kingdom. I get all the things that I know I need in life, but I get them his way. And I get them in a way that creates no anxiety, no stress, and no pressure. That's what he said. We just read it. <clears throat> the thing about it is, God knows everything that we have need of. <clears throat> and the key to embracing the kingdom is hearing the word. Faith in God's way of thinking and operating comes by hearing. Hearing comes by his word. Hearing comes by the word that we hear on a day-to-day -day basis. That's why you need to have a daily routine where you are confessing the word. You're declaring what God says because what that's doing is it's not necessarily changing your circumstances that are before you when you're confessing the word, but it's changing the way you think. Now you're going from worldly-minded thinking to kingdom thinking. And when we do that, the more we hear, then the rhema word becomes real to us in our lives. And now I'm not just saying I'm thinking like the kingdom and, and how God thinks, but I'm thinking that way every single day. How does that come? By continuing to hear myself speak the word, continuing to position myself in a good church where I'm hearing the word, and continuing to pray in the spirit, hearing the voice of God, so he reveals to us the truth of every word that we need. Then I have faith to overcome in those situations where in the natural it looks like I can't overcome. I'm telling you, you can overcome in any and everything that you face if you think and operate the way God thinks and operates. Listen, some people might say, well, you know, I mean, I can't think like God and operate exactly like God because he's God and I'm not. 
Yeah, except we were created in the image of God and he set the plan up for us to be able to think exactly like he thinks and to operate exactly like he operates. Jesus made this comment. He made this statement. He said, the works that I do in this life, you'll do and even greater works because now I've gone to the Father. Jesus was that perfect example. He was the first helper on the planet that came to help all of mankind, to save us and deliver us. He made the ultimate sacrifice so that you and I could be liberated and free. But what are we liberated and free for? We're liberated and free so that now we can operate in God's kingdom, His way of thinking and doing, and live in that kingdom in a supernatural way that goes beyond our natural thinking. I'm telling you, everywhere you look today, there appears to be chaos. When people say, well, you know, I don't know, God's in control of the world, not, not the God I serve. God, the God that I serve, the God that I know, His kingdom and way of thinking is not what is going on in a lot of the, the, this country and the countries of the world. No, not the, not the kingdom that I know and the God that I know. See, He's not in control. What He wants to be in is in control of us. Us learning His kingdom ways and making the changes in the earth. You get everybody on the planet thinking like God and operating like God, then you have a planet that is like heaven. You have a planet where God's kingdom is, is what's ruling in the earth. But until people think like God and operate like God, then the world's going to be ruled by other ways of thinking. I don't want to be a part of that other way of thinking. Even though I live in the earth and in the world, and I've got to obey the laws of the land, I want to think like God, operate like God, and allow His kingdom to be framed in the world that I live in. I can live in and through that. And, and the more I live in that kingdom, and, I, and I'm framing my world with His kingdom ways of thinking and operating, man, that I'm living in revelation and understanding that comes from Him that is like mysteries to most people. The mysteries that have been hidden from the ages, the scripture says, are revealed to us by the Holy Spirit through the word that we know that we seek after. As I seek after his kingdom, his way of thinking and operating, man, there's no end to what I can do and how I can operate in this earth in a supernatural way, not being ruled by the natural. Man, that's exciting to me. I don't know about you. So another verse of scripture that we've read, or a couple of verses that we've read, and I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation, is found in 1 Corinthians 4.20, and it says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. Kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. It's living in the fullness of God and His Word and His way of thinking and operating. It's living in that fullness. Another verse that we've read uh, that, is, that is similar, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. It's Romans 14 and 17, and it says, it says, For the kingdom of God, God's way of thinking and operating, is not a matter of rules about food or drink or the natural things, but is in the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, with peace, and with joy. God's kingdom, I'll, I'll read that again, is not a matter of rules about all the things you can and can't do. It is the Holy Spirit revealing the truth of God's Word in such a way that it brings to light and understanding what the righteousness of God is, what the peace of God is, and what the joy of God is. 
I'll just give you some definitions of those three words. Righteousness is God is just that right standing with God. I'm in right standing with God. Why? Because of what Jesus did, not because I'm so perfect and I never make mistakes and I, I do everything exactly right. No, it's because he did and I've received it and embraced it. That's part of embracing the kingdom of God, God's way of thinking and operating. <clears throat> the peace of God, the Bible says that there is the fullness of God, the fullness of God is, is, is there in the peace of God. When the peace of God is manifested, there is a fullness of God to be filled up to overflowing with God's way of thinking and operating. And the joy of the Lord, the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It strengthens me. And when the Holy Spirit is revealing truth to me, I operate in that joy. And it doesn't just mean that I'm joyful all the time, but it means that I draw joy out of un, un, non-joyful situations where, where, where there's the potential to be upset or grouchy or angry or, or, or whatever. I can draw from that joy and it strengthens me. It causes me to know and to understand who I am in a greater way. I'm His. I belong to Him. You belong to Him if you're embracing His way of thinking and operating. Remember what He said? He said, seek the kingdom first. Don't live your life being wore out, trying to make a living, trying to exist on the planet, just one thing after another, all the fretfulness, always preparing for all kinds of other things in life and not spending any time seeking the kingdom. How do we say you do that? By hearing yourself making declarations on a daily basis, hearing the word preached, being connected to a good church like this church here, and, and, and then praying in other tongues and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to you so you know what God thinks about a situation so you have the empowerment to overcome with the words of your mouth in every situation that you face. I'm telling you, this is good news. What I'm sharing with you today about the kingdom is supernaturally good news for you and my life. <clears throat> um, another passage I want to look at is found in Matthew uh, chapter 16. And I'm going to read this in two different translations, but I'm going to read it uh, first in the New King James, and then the last couple of verses here I'm going to read in the Passion Translation. So in Matthew 16, and starting with verse 13, and remember, we're talking about the kingdom, which is what? It's God's way of thinking, and it's God's way of operating in the earth. Because, you know, his kingdom is in heaven, his kingdom is everywhere, but where he wants us to have revelation and understanding is his kingdom operating in the earth in you and I. He wants us to know and believe in it. So I really like this passage and, and what he says here. Um, Matthew 16 and starting with the 13th verse. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you <clears throat> that you're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, 
and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not. Now I want to read verse 17, 18, and 19 in the Passion Translation. Jesus replied, You are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. Revealed to you what? He said, he was asking his disciples, who do men in the world say that I am? Some say you're Elijah, one of the prophets, Jeremiah, whoever, all these different people. And, and he said, but who do you say? I am? And, and Peter jumped up and he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And, he, and Jesus said on this rock, he said, I'll build my church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. The rock of what? The rock of the revealed knowledge of who he was. What did Jesus come and do? What did he come to do in the, in the weeks previous? We talked about Jesus came, and I mean, I mean, he inundated his disciples with preaching about the kingdom of God. Some people think that Jesus came to preach unity. Well, he preached about unity, but he came to preach the kingdom. And what is the kingdom? God's way of thinking and operating. And so what we see here is, he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and, and Jesus said, on this rock of revelation is what I'll build my church. What we've got to be encouraged to do on a day-to-day -day basis is understand that we have to have this revelation of what this kingdom really looks like and the authority that we've been given. And that's why I want you to see as I read here in the Passion Translation in these, in these last three verses that we looked at, Jesus replied, You're favored, Peter, and privileged, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter as a stone, and this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I'll build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. Nothing that the enemy does and no circumstances that you and I face in life will be able to overpower when we walk in revelation and understanding of the word. And like I said, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. And then he said what, what I want to really focus on the rest of my message right here. Then he said this, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom, of, of heaven's kingdom realm, to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven, and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. He said he would give to you and I those keys that unlock the revelation of the way God thinks and operates. I'm going to say it again. He would give us the keys... When you have a key, when you have a, a locked door and you have a key to put in that door to unlock the door, it is the door that creates your entrance. The, the key unlocks the door, the door opens, and you're able to go through. God wants us to go through to revelation about His kingdom, His way of thinking and operating, and He's given us the keys and the authority and the dominion and the power to overcome in every situation that we face. I don't care what it is. 
There, there's not anything, as he's saying right here, there's not anything in God's kingdom that has not already been given to us. We just have to learn to be able to receive it and take it and apply it to our lives. And how does that happen? You go back to having a daily routine of confessing what God's Word says. When I, when I say things every day like, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. People might ask, well, what does the repetition of that do for you? It reminds you that he's greater than anything that you face. Because I promise you in the world, there's people everywhere, circumstances, situations, trying to dictate in your thinking that, that everything out there is bigger and, and, and has more ability than God does. You need to be reminded every day that the greater one lives in you and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know, and, and the more I do that and I make it a part of who I am, that's me entering into God's way of thinking and operating and then implementing that in the earth. Because the next time something comes at you and it looks like it's bigger than God, no, 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 wait a minute. I know what God's Word says, and the Holy Spirit in you will reveal to you, you can overcome here. He is there to help you and empower you to overcome in situations that in the natural, you wouldn't have the ability to overcome. I'm telling you, we can overcome in every situation because He's given us those keys to the kingdom, to heaven's kingdom, and what we allow is allowed. What we don't allow is not allowed. And so we have to know what is allowed in heaven and what is not allowed in heaven and then implement those things in the earth. That's why we have to seek His kingdom, His way of doing, thinking, and operating, and then everything else will be taken care of. You know, you know, what, you know how I want to say that? One of the, the ways I want you to, one of the things that I want you to see about that is this. All of the day-to-day -day issues of life, all the responsibilities we have, you know, you know, we, we, some people have to pay rent. Some people have a mortgage. Some people have, you know, uh, all, you know, most of us have all kinds of different bills that we have in life and things that we've got to take care of. Then we have to go to work to make sure we make money to pay all those bills. And I mean, it's just a cycle that's out there. And the enemy's in the midst of a lot of those things, trying to discourage us and get us focused on those things, like those are most important. When God said, if you'll focus on me, and what, what did we read about the kingdom? That it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy. And when you look at all the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit, it's more than that. It's peace and it's joy and it's love and it's self-control and, and, and all the different attributes of, of the fruit of the Spirit. God wants those operating in our life, but we'll never have those things operating in our life if that's not what we're seeking after. We have to seek after God's way of thinking and doing. And you know, I know that I'm, I'm probably a little repetitious in, in, in what I'm saying, but you and I, I need to hear myself, even as I'm preaching this today, I need to hear myself say, out of my own mouth, I need to be seeking the kingdom of God first and foremost before I do anything else. My encouragement to you today is that seeking after the kingdom and understanding how God operates on a day-to-day -day basis is not as difficult as it appears, but it takes time. And the more time you spend at it, 
the more time you'll have to be effective at all those other natural things because he knows what you have need of and he wants you to be able to take care of all those other things in the natural. But if you'll seek his kingdom, he'll empower you to be able to do that with no anxiety, no worry, no fret, no, no, you know, the, this constant being overwhelmed and stressed about every little thing that's going on. You won't live that way. God intended for you to live like that in this life, stress-free. So I, what, what I want to end with today, what, what I want you to get a hold of and hold on to today in, in and from this message is that when he said that the gates of hell shall not overpower you, gates represent authority. And God gave, God made Adam and, and created Eve from Adam. He made the two of them and gave them authority and dominion over all the earth. God never took that authority back. Adam and Eve gave the authority away to Satan, to Lucifer, to Satan, and he had that authority for 4,000 years until Jesus came back. And, the, and, and when he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against you, the authority that hell had over mankind for 4,000 years has no, has no power over you except what you give it. And, and those gates of hell represent an authority that actually has been defeated. And the keys, and I, and, and I wrote this down, the keys represent the, pow, the power and authority that you and I have and how to use it. If the devil has no authority anymore, he was stripped of that authority through Jesus Christ. Now what Jesus has given us is the keys that unlock the door in how to use the authority that he's given us over the lies of the enemy. All that the enemy has is deception. He has no power. He was stripped of all power. He was stripped of all authority. Now all authority is given back to mankind. It doesn't look like sometimes that mankind is operating in that authority, but when we get the keys of God's kingdom, his way of thinking and understanding, and we tap into that, then we operate in the authority that God has given us, and then that false authority that the enemy really doesn't have it tries to deceive people to thinking that, you know what, what you see is more real than what God has promised. I'll say it again. What he tries to convince people is the things you see, the way things appear to be in the natural that are not right or not working out, that's more real than what God has promised. But God's given you the keys that you can unlock the authority and the dominion that he gave to Adam and Eve and live on this earth free from anything trying to usurp authority over your life and have dominion over your life. All dominion in the earth was given to Jesus and Jesus gave it to the church, which is his body in the earth. That's who we are. That's what we've been given. The blessing is on our life. And I'm telling you today, I'm rejoicing that we're living in one of the greatest times in the history of the world to see the kingdom of God implemented and manifested in the earth. And who's he going to use? We're not waiting for him to use somebody else. He's using me. And I ask you the same question. How about you? Is he using you? It's your choice. Seek the kingdom first and all the other things will be added to and be worked out with no stress.